2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. Verse 13 said, This is a day the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. <clears throat> more older I get, the more I think about the 12th chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes. <laughs> Serve the Lord while you're young. Thirteenth chapter of Second Corinthians, fifth chapter, said, For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God. For whether we be sober, it is for your cause. For the love of Christ constraineth us because we just judge that if one died for all then we're all dead now this all is all that's everybody he includes every man ever come into this world this all and that he died for all that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves. Now this all is a little different all. It's all those that the Father hath given unto the Son. He hadn't lost one. That's It's restricted. But unto him which died for them and rose again, it must be the death, the burial, and the resurrection. That's the whole uh, import of the gospel. He said, Wherefore henceforth, henceforth we know no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth we know him no more in the flesh. We know him in spirit, but not in the flesh. Men have set forth to paint a picture of Jesus Christ. It's like they're hanging everywhere. Don't you believe it? Don't you believe it? That's not Him. He's in the Word. He is the Word. He's in the preaching of the Gospel. He's in the going forth of the people. The church. So we don't know him anymore in the flesh. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. So it's all been changed for the man of God. It's all new. He'd be called a new name even. The book of Isaiah declared he be called a new name. What is that new name? He's Christian. He's Christ-like. 
All things to him are new. They're all changed. It's a new life. It's a new beginning. And it's all in Jesus Christ. And all things are of God. We can't, we can't declare anything of ourselves. Uh, they do nowadays. Men everywhere today claim that they can accept Christ. They also say that he loves everybody. But that's a lie, too. They've been putting this lie forth forever now. That's what we'll get to this morning, mainly. That man made, must be made lovable. He's not that away in his natural state. In what we'd call natural. And all things are of God. Who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. And hath given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. What is that? It's the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the only thing that will reconcile man. You understand that ever since God put man out of the Garden of Eden and placed the cherubim with a flaming sword, there man has been mad at God. He don't want anything to do with God or His preacher or His people. He doesn't want anything. That's just not compatible to Him. If he's not reconciled to God being the supreme power, if he's not reconciled to that idea, he is against God. He's at enmity. It better say it, I think he's an enemy of God. And he sets about all time to prove that he's right. Because he has to keep on trying to do away with the judgment of God and the wrath to come. I, I fear most people today, what they call worship is, is not worship at all. It's trying to appease God because they know about the wrath to come. So I always try and pre- please Him to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. And once again, we have to qualify this. He's not going to reconcile the whole world until the very end. It'll all be cleaned up, burned, renewed, have a new beginning for the people of God. That's the way he's going to reconcile all things unto himself. He, but the people of God, it's not imputing their trespass unto them and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. That is our ministry. That we would tell of a God that forgives sin in its only way. It's the way of salvation. He said in verse 20, Then now then we are ambassadors for Christ. 
as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. We, we are challenged to do that, but we don't have the power to do it. So it must be the work of a holy God upon the heart of man to turn him in a way that he would be reconciled to God. No more at enmity with him. Now the love of God is shed abroad in hearts of his people, but it's for his people. The ministry of reconciliation calling all the people that the Father hath given him. The Father and Son made a covenant. In the very beginning, I'm going to save me a people. And I'm going to be their God and they're going to be my people. So that is our ministry of reconciliation. In verse 21 said, For he hath made him to be sin for us, a propitiation, a payment for sin. To propitiate is to make a satisfactory offering unto God for remission of sins. Old priest went in with blood into the most holy place and sprinkled the blood upon all the mercy seat and all the vessel about it for a propitiation, a sin, a sin offering, an offering for sin. He hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, in Jesus Christ, the Son that came into the world and preached unto us after we had so many years been taught out of the Old Testament teaching all the types and the shadows and the true word then come into the world that he might reconcile those that are his. Once again, those that the Father has given him. Isaiah, the 12th chapter. In verse 1, he said, And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee, though thou wast angry. Now the Lord is angry with the sinner. So if some tell you, David, he's angry at sin, but not the sinner. But don't you believe that lie either. He, man, must be reconciled to God to be lovable. He must have a sin covering. He must have an advocate with the Father that would go and plead our cause. 
I will praise thee, though thou wast angry with me. Thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Behold, God is my salvation. That's about as far as we really ought to go. <laughs> That's it. It's a whole thing. We don't have anything in the world to do with any of that. Nothing. God is our salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. <clears throat> Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. Not only that, we to go with we'd eat the manna that come down from heaven. Isn't that something? The manna come down from heaven. They just went out there every morning and picked them up some. Eat it. We're doing the same thing today. We do the same thing. But it was a beautiful picture. They just go out there and gather them up enough to do the day. Don't gather too much. You'll just spoil. Be bad. Therefore, with joy shall we draw water out of the wells of salvation. In that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord. Call upon His name. Declare His doings among the people. Make mention that His name is exalted. He's going to have the preeminence. Exalted above every other name under heaven. Exalted. Sing unto the Lord. For He hath done excellent things in this known and is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout. Thou inhabitant of Zion. Once again, he qualifies. Who is it? It's Zion. It's those that the, Lord, the God the Father has given the Son. Zion. The city of God. But he didn't include anything else. Just Zion. For great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. And we're told he's gathered here with us this morning. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there will I be in the midst of them. So he has come this morning once again in the preaching of the gospel. That's our whole duty. Expound upon the greatness of God. Book of Ezekiel in the 16th chapter. We come not long ago to this chapter. In verse 60. <clears throat> Nevertheless, I will remember my covenant with thee. 
they despise the oath that God had made with them. Talking about the Israelite people. They had despised that covenant. They, they were back in the same state that man is. The, the, the uh, types and shadows hadn't caught on with all of them, just like the gospel hadn't today. But they were covenant breakers. But in verse 60, he said, Nevertheless, I will remember my covenant with thee in the days of thy youth, with the one you made then. And I will establish unto you an everlasting covenant. Then thou shalt remember thy ways. It's going to be reconciled. Going to remember thy ways and be ashamed. When thou shalt receive thy sisters, thine elder and thy younger, and I will give them unto thee for daughters. But then he puts this but in there, not by that covenant. Not by that one. But by the one I'm going to make with Israel. The true Israel. The Israel of God. Design. So he's going to make that covenant a new covenant where he's going to be their God and they're going to be his people. Reconcile. Drawing near unto God. You see, any other thing it drew is pushing man away from God and God away from him. He doesn't want anything to do with sinners or sin either. He's not compatible to any of that. Right. And I will establish my covenant with thee. And thou shalt know that I am the Lord. That thou mayest remember and be confounded. And never open thy mouth. Anymore because of thy shame. When I am pacified toward thee. For all that thou hast done, saith the Lord God, when he is pacified. Some would have you believe today, too, that it's God that needs to be reconciled. No. It wasn't God that pulled away from man. It was man that pulled away from God and left him. So it must be that man would be reconciled to God. Fifth chapter book of Romans. <clears throat> I know you have been here before. He said, therefore, again, therefore, <laughs> because of, therefore being justified by faith, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through 
our Lord Jesus Christ. And you need to understand now that faith is not of ourselves. It's not of ourselves. It's the gift of God. And it isn't faith like most people think of it. It's the faith of Jesus Christ. Not our little weak faith. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. That's where we stand. That's the only thing we got to stand on. And rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. What are you glorying this morning? What are you glorying? In the glory of God, not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope. And hope maketh not a shame. Our hope. It's not the kind of hope like you'd hope, well, tomorrow I hope so and so. You know, like we earthlings think. But it is a sure hope. A sure thing. It's an assurance. And hope maketh not a shame. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is a power of God unto salvation to them that believe. So it's qualified one more time. To them that believe. <clears throat> Hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given which is given unto us. That's our comfort. Wait here and be till you be endued with power on high. He's going to send a comforter. That's going to be our power. We're His and He is ours. For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely, for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure, for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by His blood. By His blood, you understand, that was sprinkled upon the mercy seat. He loved mercy. He loved mercy and not sacrifice. You understand? You ever thought about the Lord provided every sacrifice he's ever made? His own. His own sacrifice. 
always. What do you have that you didn't receive? So the Lord's always provided His own sacrifice. For if when we were in enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. The risen Savior. The resurrection in newness of life. Not only for Him, but for you and I because of the covenant that the Father made with the Son. It's sure. It's a sure hope. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we have now received the atonement. Been reconciled. The blood of the Savior has saved us because of the sprinkling upon the mercy seat. Dip your finger in the blood and sprinkle it upon all the vessels and upon the mercy seat. And on all the priests. Clean them up. Make them whole. Who's, who's the priest today? What is your ministry today? It's to preach the gospel a continuation of the gospel because we have received the atonement. The book of Ephesians, the first chapter, I guess verse 3 said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be Him who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places according as He hath chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before Him, what in love, in love. So we must be made lovable, reconciled. Having predestinated us unto the adoption, I see we didn't have anything to do with none of this, but it's all in the adoption into the family of God. Adoption of children by Jesus Christ unto Himself according to the good pleasure of His will. The Father hath given unto the Son a people by covenant. By covenant. But it's a holy covenant. It's one that's sure in the resurrection. 
it's all by His will to the praise and glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us acceptable in the Beloved. We're reconciled. That's the only way we could be a part of it is to be at peace with God. And this peace with God is not the kind of peace that they speak of in this world. It's a whole different thing. We're no longer at enmity with God. He doeth all things well. The wrath of God has been poured out upon this world ever since Adam fell. It come the thorns and the thistles and, and the, the storms, tornadoes, and, and all kinds of stormy weather. It's stormy conditions every day in this world. There's no rest here in this world. It is, it is decaying all time, every day. And they're saying, well, it's global warming. Well, maybe it is, but if it is, God is bringing it because of the wrath He has against sin. That wrath must be appeased if a man would be in Christ. He can't have the Spirit any other way. The Lord not going to give man a spirit that's still in the old spirit. He's going to have to be made new. Be made a new creature in place in the beloved by adoption. Be adopted. I've often said that's, that's one of the best terms in the Bible, I believe. Adopted. Adopted. We're the children of God. So he had made a covenant with the Son, and the Son declared, I have lost none. All that you give me, Lord, I have kept. They're mine. He is ours, and we're his. It's the love of God that's shed unto His people that saves them from their sin. They must be made lovable. Oh, He's brought me into the, His chamber and the banner of love. We were there the other day. And the banner of love is over. Because He first loved us. We made perfect. First John. <clears throat> first John chapter 4. <clears throat> I guess we begin verse 13. Hereby know we that we dwell in Him and He in us because He hath given us of His Spirit. 
And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. That's our testimony. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him we're made one in Christ Jesus. Herein is our love made perfect. Perfection. Our love is perfected in Christ Jesus. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as He is, so are we in this world. There's no fear in love. But perfect love casteth out fear. Because fear hath torment, hath torment. Men run around claiming salvation and they're working so hard, working so hard, so hard, trying to prove it. And they're not made, they're not ashamed of it either. They have no shame. Men have no shame. It's torment. They they understand the wrath of God is coming upon this world and it torments them day after day. But there's rest. There's rest and there's comfort in the Lord. He said, He that feareth is not made perfect in love. But... We love Him because He first loved us. If a man say, I love God and hateth this brother, he's a liar. People of God love one another. That's just the way it is. Because they're made lovable. They've been reconciled and made lovable. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen... How can he love God who have not seen? And this commandment have we from him that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. So he's made them compatible, made them lovable, made them want to share the things of God with one another.